All right, all right, all right. Hello everyone and welcome to the Building Strength Podcast. It's your boy Theo Lim coming at you with another session from the car. Just driving from one gym to the other right now. So it's about a 35 minute drive. So we're gonna bang out this episode. We got episode number 34 coming in, coming in hot today. Before I get started, I just wanted to share one thing. I asked one of the members at Mayo today. I know he's got some fat loss goals. I know he's got some, you know, strength, health, physique goals. And I asked him, well, what are you currently working towards right now? Like, what's your, what's your goal right now? And after a moment of thought, he told me, Honestly, I'm just working on being consistent. This guy got me with that. I love that. Um, and that's, and so he said he's just trying to get into the gym at least five times a week. It's like, that's a great goal. Keep doing that. And honestly, that's pretty much my goal with this podcast as well. Obviously, I'm trying to deliver some valuable content for you guys, but from my own selfish goals I my really my goal is to do this once a week get in 52 by the end of the year and over the process of doing that obviously I've gotten a bit better at recording a podcast and everything that's needed um, around it because it's not just recording the podcast it's putting it up uh, how to how to best title it in a way that it'll reach more people how to describe the episode with the written paragraph and then also how to market the episode like do I just put up a picture do I put up a video I have no clue so it's over the course of doing these things over the course over the process of being consistent with these things it's it's slowly getting better and that's why I was so happy to hear that his goal was to be consistent as well because I've seen his progress over the past couple months and he's making excellent progress. So hats off to him. So before we dive into today's Q&A session, let's just take a moment to acknowledge our sponsor, the Loving Kindness Meditation. So if you're new to the podcast, this will be your first time. If you guys have listened to this podcast before, let's just take 10 seconds out of our day, visualize two people in your life, and just wish happiness for them. So just think of two people and just say it in your head. I wish happiness for him. I wish happiness for her. All right, that's great. So hope everyone feels better. I know I always feel better after doing that. That's why I do it. The idea is that you can't be in a bad mood if you're actively giving love to someone else. That's the idea behind that. So with that being said, we got episode number 34. It's gonna be in Q&A. I got three or four really good questions that I can go deep into, so that's exactly what I'm about to do. So let's kick this off with some nutrition. Question number one, I actually just got this from a client this morning. 
She's uh, she's just starting out with me, so we're only about four weeks in, so haven't had, haven't worked together for too long yet. Uh, mostly fat loss goals um, and just general health. So she was asking me, what are your top nutrition tips? Because she really wants to dial in on that and she knows that's what she needs to do. So my top nutrition tips, keep it simple. Uh, the first thing that I always say is eat more real food. So more real food meaning more animals, more vegetables, grains, like real food. Things that don't come in packages, things that you have to cook and prepare on your own. And along with that, paired up with that is eat less or reduce your processed food intake. So things that come in packages, things that have 20 plus ingredients, things that you can microwave in four minutes and it's good to go. Like that's not real food. So the reasoning behind that is why there's such an emphasis on whole foods is that in terms of micronutrients, not even macronutrients, just micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, like real food has more of that. Um, processed food is lacking severely in nutrients, in minerals, all that good stuff. The good stuff that your body wants, that your body craves. Things that will keep your body functioning to its full potential. So eat lots of whole food and reduce the fake processed food. I And again, throughout all this, you're gonna notice how I say these things, how I just take note of how I'm saying things. Not just what I'm saying, but how. I'm not saying don't eat processed foods. I'm saying just reduce it. It goes back to the 80-20 rule or the 90-10 rule. 80% of your food intake should be quality stuff. Cover that 80% and then 20%, yeah, you can get away with McDonald's once every two weeks, once every four weeks. You can have those Oreos. You can have that ice cream. Now I'm just getting excited because I had a cookie just now. A salted caramel is it salted caramel cookie with burnt toffee on the top? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Anyway, so again, I say these things because this is how I operate. I don't completely avoid processed foods. I know that the processed foods are tasty. That's why, that's why we like them so much. They're tasty, they, they're awesome. Uh, anyway, so reduce processed foods. And then from there, she mentioned that she likes drinking the sugary drinks. And I said, okay, if you want to lose fat, you that's one thing. There's always an exception to the rule. So I know I just said I didn't, I don't like saying don't do that. But really, try to keep liquid calories to a minimum. Try to keep liquid calories to a minimum. Again, I don't want to say don't have any liquid calories, but keep it to a minimum. So that means that Arizona iced tea, uh, pop, orange juice, apple juice, all of that stuff. Even, yeah, all that stuff, keep it to a minimum. Like, if you're trying to lose fat, don't waste your calories on, on liquids because it's not going to keep you full enough. 
you're gonna be hungry in 20 minutes. So that's a big thing, reduce your liquid calories. Um, and then she had it, she brought up a great point. What about uh, fruit smoothies or green smoothies? Like if it's homemade, go for it, really go for it. Um, So if it's homemade, go for it. Okay, because I know lots of people have this issue with carbs or fruit being bad for you because it's all sugar. But fruit is good for you. Like, think about it. It's fruits. It's good for you. Obviously, don't overdo it. Like, if you're trying to lose fat, of course, you still have to watch your caloric intake at the end of the day. But fruit is good for you. Don't neglect fruit. That comes back to the vitamins and the minerals. Lots of lots of uh, benefits from fruits. So reduce your liquid calories because they don't keep you full enough. And if you get hungry, you're gonna wanna eat more, etc. Because at the end of the day, there are so many diets out there, but all of them have one thing in common. They're based on a caloric deficit. This is if you want to lose fat, right? Um, and then in terms of the nutrition, I wrote lots of veggies, lots of protein as well. So lots of veggies, lots of protein. Again, this kind of ties back to the liquid calories. Protein, your body takes longer to break it down. That means your body, you're going to be fuller for a longer period of time. You're gonna be satiated. You're gonna, you're not gonna to need to eat more. So eat, definitely eat lots of protein. And then I wrote, um, cause she said she has a problem with snacking. There's just snacks everywhere available to her. I think we all have this problem. So I said, like be strategic with it. Pick, find healthier alternatives to snack on. So for me, one thing I really enjoy is, uh, I don't know if you guys have tried it, it's a Lara bar. L-A-R-A. -A. I'm not that big into bars, but for me, it works quite well. Um, I, there's a coconut cream flavor and it's, it's just freaking fantastic. Anyway, in terms of macros, the bar isn't like awesome in terms of macros. I think it still has a good amount of fat, you know, moderate carbs and like not that great of protein. But for me, it's just filling because of so it has so much fat in it. Um, I think a bar is like 250 calories and one thing that I like about the bar is that it only has three ingredients it's so great like it only has three ingredients and that's something I look for these days before for a time it used to be just like okay look at the macros do the macros fit okay awesome they fit even though it's crap now I look at the macros but I also look at the micro uh, at the ingredients because the ingredients will tell you a lot like if something has 20 plus ingredients, it's not real food. So that's something to take into account. So I just said, be a bit more strategic with your snacking. It's okay to snack, but just be smart about it. Like it's all about setting up systems, right? So obviously I don't buy, I have a problem. You guys know that. Like if I buy a pack of ice cream, 12 bars in it, I'll eat 12 bars. So now I'm a bit more strategic there. I don't buy it anymore. So now I would prefer, instead of me buying 12 bars that I will probably crush in two days, 
I will, I would rather just pay the premium. I'll go to McDonald's every, once every two weeks and grab a chocolate sundae. Something like that. So for me, that's my system. Because I know if I buy that pack of Oreos, I'm going to crush the whole pack. So I would rather, in this case, okay, let's not buy it. Let me just go out and I'll pay the local bake shop $3 for one cookie, which I just did. I'll pay $3 for that one cookie and I'll enjoy that cookie right there. But I'm not taking that shit home with me and having 10 of them. So for me, that's how I set up those systems. So in terms of, those are my top nutrition tips. Eat more whole foods, eat less processed or fake foods, don't drink liquid calories or reduce liquid calories, lots of, veggie, lots of vegetables and lots of protein, and then be, be strategic with your snacking. Uh, maybe bring, a, bring an apple or bring an apple and a banana and that might be your snack instead of uh, that half bag of chips or that donut that your office mates bought. So those are my nutrition tips and those are my general nutrition tips but in terms of fat loss like I think those are very applicable. Second question very similar. Abdul asks I'm training for a half marathon. I'm working towards a triathlon, Ironman, and I'm training a lot and I feel like I need to eat more. How do I know how much I need to eat? So this is, this is a common question, like people not knowing how much they need to eat. So that's a common question. Sorry, as you guys heard, I was just beeping at someone. Not in a bad way, in a nice way, to let them know that they can go ahead. So, how do you know how much to eat? Okay, so take, this is, guys, always, I'm trying to get better at this, like answering the questions, but digging for more context. So how do you know how much to eat? Well, why do you want to eat more? Oh, because, oh, I see, because you're getting a bit hungrier than you used to be. How come? Oh, I see. You started training seven days a week instead of four days a week. Okay, I see. So you've, so this person has increased their activity, and now they're feeling the hungry. They're feeling the hungry, feeling the hunger from it, and also they've noticed their performance is not as good as it used to be, possibly because they're not eating enough. So how do you know you're eating enough? There are a couple ways to go about this. Um, I think a lot of this, for him, he's a very advanced, not very, quite advanced or intermediate uh, athlete in terms of in the gym performance. He's up there. He's intermediate to advanced. Um, so for him, and I, and I know that he already eats well, now he just wants to know how much to eat. Okay. So, and he feels that his performance is decreasing. One thing I really like, one thing I really like for people to develop is more of an intuitive approach. So of course you need to know like a couple specific numbers, but in terms of eating by intuition. So he, for, his, for this example, he feels his performance is lacking a little. So an easy fix would be, okay, keep doing what you're currently doing, but let's add one more meal. 
So let's add one more meal and then do that for a week and then see how that feels. Maybe your performance has suddenly like gone back to where you want it to be. Okay, well there, problem solved, right? So by intuition, you could also, if that doesn't work, just add add something else. Add two more fruits, add another, another shake or smoothie and see how that feels, right? But in terms of really dialing in how much you need to eat, okay, he was asking about how much protein you should eat. So everyone knows this, like the general recommendation is anywhere from 0.75.8 to one gram of protein per pound of body weight, right? I, I prefer to go with the 0.8 or I like the uh, one gram per pound of lean body weight so one gram of protein per pound of lean body weight not body weight in general so this person he's 180 pounds ish 180 190 pounds which is like the area that i'm around so i told him look anywhere from 140 to 180 grams of protein is going to be perfect for you whether you go on the higher end or the lower end that's probably something for you to figure out so again, bring it back to that intu- intuitive approach. Try 140 for a good amount of time. Then try 180 for a good amount of time. It's like, which one do you feel better on? Maybe there's no difference. Okay, let's back off on the protein. Let's just eat other stuff because carbs and fats are the tasty stuff, right? Everyone knows that. <laughs> so I said, okay, 140 to 180 in protein. And then in general, your fat, in general, okay, let's back it up a step. I don't want to do the fat first. In general, you just need the protein intake to be where it needs to be. And then you need to figure out your calories, where that needs to be. And the general rule of thumb is like people, I think, multiply your body weight by either 14 to 16 times. So you multiply your body weight. I'm going to do some quick math right here. Again, there's a range because you can go, you can either go on the higher range or the lower range, depending on what feels better for you, right? So 180 times 14 is 2,500 calories. I think it's 14 to 18 times, but anyway, so 2,500 for him is kind of low because of how active he is. So I would probably get him to bump that up closer to the 18 figure, which is probably closer to 3000 calories. So again, these are like rough estimates. The person still has to try it and see how they react to it, right? So you have your total calories now, you have your protein. Um, and now, honestly, the way you distribute your fat or carbs, this is another question I got. How do I know? Do I eat lower carbs? Or do I eat higher carbs? This is the question. The question of the decade, I believe. Honestly, in terms of, it doesn't really matter. It honestly really doesn't matter that much. Except for when you're talking about specific contexts. So, in this context, this is a guy looking to increase his performance throughout all of his physical activity. Lifting, um, swimming, cycling, running. He wants to increase performance and all that. 
He's fairly lean individual. He doesn't, I don't think he has too many like fat loss goals. So with that in mind, let's think about that. This person wants to perform better. So would a more carb centric diet be a better option for him? Or would a higher fat option be better? In terms of performance, carbohydrates are generally going to be superior. Um, just superior performance, superior recovery, straight up superior in terms of performance. In terms of, so for him, I would say, you know, again, going back to, we already figure out total calories and we already figure out protein. If you just concentrate on those two and you let the fat and carbs fall where they may, you're going to be good. Either way, you're going to be good. But now let's optimize this. So you want to perform better, let's just eat more carbs. Again, how, how many carbs and how much fat you eat is going to depend on your personal preference, uh, your budget, uh, preparation of food, whatever. It's going to come down to personal preference. Do you like to eat more carbs or do you like to eat more fat? That's up to you. But now let's take a fat loss client. Let's say they're in the same they're in the same uh, body weight range. So all the numbers still apply, but now they want to lose fat. They don't really care about performance. They just want to lose their fat. Okay. So again, hit your protein, hit your calories. Honestly, after, if you can hit those, you're good. Like you're good. Don't worry about the fat. Don't worry about the carbs. But now we're talking about someone who wants to lose fat. And in general, you have to eat in a caloric deficit. No, not in general. You have to eat in a caloric deficit. Um, so that means you have to eat less. You might be hungrier than usual. So in terms of staying full, staying satiated, eating less, think about it. Would eating more fat, would eating more avocados, eggs, bacon, steak, uh, would eating more of that stuff keep you fuller? Or would eating more rice, more cereal, more fruits, or would that keep you fuller? Of course, the high fat stuff is more dense. It's gonna take longer to digest. So again, it comes back to that protein. If you eat more protein, you're gonna be more satiated. You're gonna be fuller for longer, which means you're gonna want you're gonna need you're gonna want to eat less. Like you're not going to have as many cravings because you're already good. So that's another thing to take into account, right? So obviously don't like, I'm not a fan of the extremes, the extreme ends of things. Like obviously they work, but most of the extreme options are not as sustainable as they could be. So I'm not a fan of completely cutting out carbs. I'm not a fan of completely cutting out uh, fat. That's just not how I operate. That's not how I do things. That's not how I think things should be done. Of course, they're all, they all have its benefits in a short term. But if we're talking long term, a balanced approach is best. It's going to be the slowest, but it's going to be the best one in terms of overall health, overall longevity. Um, and then, of course, the most important thing is being able to stick with it. So. 
I think uh, he also asked me like specifically what kind of what kinds of foods he should be eating. So I want to share with you guys what kinds of food I eat. And if you guys have followed the vertical diet, stand efforting, like that's huge. I pretty much eat like that. So my first meal of the day usually happens around 10 a.m., 11, sometimes 12 p.m. That first meal looks like rice, white rice. This week it's ground beef. Next week I'm gonna go back to steak. So it's all, it's usually some kind of red meat, ground beef, steak. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Sometimes I'll throw in chicken, sometimes I'll throw in some pork. It's usually red meat though. So white rice, red meat, and vegetables, colorful vegetables. For me, that means yellow and green beans. That means carrots. Um, those are my main vegetables right now. Carrots and yellow and green beans. And edamames. Sometimes bok choy. Um, so those are my main things. And then on top of that, a couple times, once or twice a week, I'll have a sweet potato just to switch it up from the white rice. Um, I usually have an orange. Oranges are... I love oranges. They, An orange after a meal just helps with that digestion and it feels so good. Um, so oranges, bananas are a staple. Uh, what else are staples? What do I eat? Bananas, avocados, sweet potatoes, oranges blueberries, like frozen fruits, lots of frozen fruits. So most of my main meals, I only have two or three main meals a day. It's always rice, red meat, and vegetables. Of course, the amount is gonna have to be catered, catered to yourself. For me, I don't eat that many meals, so when I do eat meals, they have to be big ones. So my meals are like 800 to 1200 calories because I only generally eat two of those meals a day. So I eat two of those meals a day, lunch and dinner. And then in between, I'll have some kind of snacks. Again, I mentioned those Lara bars. I mentioned, I, I do a lot of uh, fruit and veggie smoothies as well. I like that a lot. Um, again, healthy, micronutrients, and it's filling. And then on top of that, okay, so I have those two meals a day, staples, always. So when I, the, the days that I do have a third meal, usually either the days I'm training really heavy or the day after I train really heavy, I'll have a bigger meal. Uh, that third meal, honestly, because I've kept it so clean with the rice and red meat and veggies, it could be anything. I could go to my parents' house and have anything. I usually won't, I'll, I won't flinch. If I got my two meals in, that third meal will not hurt me at all unless I go extremely overboard which is rare nowadays <laughs> again always getting better slowly every day always getting better so again it comes back to that 80 20 rule 80% of the time I'm on 100% on but 20% of the time I don't care. I'm enjoying life. I'm having ice cream. I'm having salted caramel cookies with burnt toffee on top. I'm having fudge sundae with two apple pies from McDonald's. That's the secret. <laughs> okay, so that's how I find balance. For me, that's, that's what it means to um, have a healthy relationship with food.
for you, you're going to have to figure out what that 20% of food looks like for you. Like you, again, as I said at the start of this episode, I don't want to say don't eat that. Like if someone said don't eat Boston creams ever again, you think I'm going to listen to that guy? Hell no. Someone said don't ever eat a McGriddle ever again. It's not good for you. Yeah, well, whatever, man. So figure out the foods that are like non-negotiable for you and keep them in the mix. Just eat them less frequently. And when you're not, when you're with your 80%, make sure you're really in it. Like make sure you're really on top of that. So those are my general recommendations. That's how I eat. That's how I operate. Um, I'm sure it'll change at some point. But I do feel in the last year, I've really dialed that in. And this is the best I've ever felt. From a holistic standpoint, from a body composition standpoint, just from a health standpoint, like this balanced approach that I'm taking has been the best. So I hope that helps you guys with the nutrition aspect of things. Um, I know I went pretty in-depth into that. It's just, these are common questions I get a lot, right? So those are my top nutrition tips. Those are my specific nutrition tips in terms of increasing performance and decreasing body fat and losing fat itself. Actually, I, now that I say that, I realize I forgot one thing. So if you really want to dial these things in, I've talked about this before. I'm just not as uh, gung-ho about it as I used to be. But if you really want to dial things in, if you really want to lose that fat, if you really want to build that muscle, you need to track. You need to track things. You don't need to track things forever, but initially, if you've never done it, you need to track. You need to track your food intake, whether that's through macronutrients, through an app like MyFitnessPal, or you can simply, on a piece of paper, write down everything you've eaten or consumed, liquids, food, whatever. You need to track for at least a week. You're gonna do you're gonna have to do it longer than that. Sorry, let me rephrase that. You're gonna need to track for at least like four to eight weeks. Here's why. So for one week, the first week you track what you're intaking. Whether that's macros, whether that's just you writing down what you had, whatever. You just need to know. So you track it for a week, and also you need to track the results from that. So you need to determine some baseline levels that you can uh, compare later. I think of three things when I say that. You either need to weigh yourself, you either need to measure yourself, uh, just get some measurements, or you need to take pictures or do them all. Ideally do them all, but I think two out of three is great. Try not to just go by one standard. If you're just gonna go by one, don't do the weight either do the pictures or do the measurements because the weight is probably the least reliable. So pick two out of three of those and then now, okay, track your food for a week and then reassess where you're at. Did your weight go down? Did your weight come up? Did your measurements go down? Did your measurements go up? Okay. Say, say you're trying to lose fat and boom, all your measurements went down. Okay, well, things are clearly working. Let's keep on going. Second week, measurements gone down again. You're on fire. 
Don't change anything. Keep doing it. Third week, boom. Measurements don't move at all. In fact, you you got some. It, you got a little bit back. It went up a little bit. So now we need to make changes. And this is why tracking is so important. Because if you're not tracking, you're just guessing. You don't really know what exactly it is that you're doing that is causing the change. So you realize like, okay, my measurements went back up. I need to reduce a bit of this food. So I need to reduce calories, say by 100 calories or 200 calories. You implement that for the next week. Boom, you measure again at the end of the third, at the end of the fourth week. And boom, measurements are going down again. Okay, let's keep doing what we're doing. At a certain point, it's going to stop again. You're going to need to reduce calories or you're going to need to increase activity. Same idea if we're talking about building muscle and increasing body mass. Same exact idea, just in the opposite direction, right? So that was something I wanted to mention because I think that's very important. And at this point in time, I'm considering cutting it right here because this next topic is slightly, is radically different. So I think I'm going to cut it right here. I'm going to make another podcast episode for the next topic because I have lots to address in that one as well. So I really hope this episode was helpful. Um... Though, again, general, general nutrition guidelines. You can't go wrong. I truly believe if you implement these guidelines, you're on the right track already. So I'm gonna repeat them here. Eat more real food. More real food in your diet. Reduce processed foods in your diet, right? Reduce liquid calories. Increase vegetable intake, increase protein intake. And then lastly, build systems around this. Be smart about it. If you know that having certain snacks in your house is gonna set you off and like fuck you right up, don't bring them home. Just don't. Just don't bring them home. Um, if you, so, be strategic about it, build systems around all of this. For me, one thing that helps me is meal prep. You have to prep. This is another thing about, uh, there's a saying that I really enjoyed. It was about a salesman who, he realized he needed to make a really rigid schedule because he would perform better like that. So he schedules his whole week ahead of time. Every single interview, every hour is accounted for. And he, his performance went up. And when he presented this to the rest of his coworkers, you know, half of them were about it. Half of them said, oh, I'm not really a schedule type. And then in his head, he thought, whether you make a schedule or not, whether you're prepared or not, you're still gonna be on a schedule. You're just gonna be on a subpar schedule. So you need to prep. So whether, it's the same idea, whether you prep or not, you're gonna need to eat. So if you don't prep, your eating is gonna be subpar. So if you're really serious about these goals, you need to prep. I, like it takes so much off my hands when I prep my food and I have three days of food ahead of me. 
Like, it's just about making less decisions throughout the day, right? It's like uh, what they say, Steve Jobs, he wore the same outfit every single day because he realized that as people, we only have the mental power to make so many decisions in one day. So he wasn't going to waste a decision on what he was going to wear. He's not going to waste, it's like, it's like us. I don't waste time going to find quality food. I don't waste money going to, going to get quality food because I already have food prepared. So take me and another person, we both finish a workout, we're both trying to build our business, but this person has to travel 30 minutes to get quality food. Then he has to wait in line, he has to eat it, and then he has to travel back. He just wasted an hour and a half. If I have my food ready, I pop it in the microwave, two minutes later, I'm good to go. So who has more time to build their business, right? So that's just an example. Prep your food, guys. Take your time to prep it. It's gonna save you so much anxiety. It's gonna help you so much. So with that being said, I hope this episode was helpful. I hope you guys took away at least one thing. Please, if you enjoyed the podcast or if you think this episode could help one of your friends, one of your family members, share the podcast with them. I truly appreciate it. Until next week. Until next week. Peace.